Well, let's get into it as we discuss the fall of Diddy, the fallen star. Uh, we're going to take it back. You know, let's go back and look at the early days of um, Sean Puffy Combs and his relationship with the devil. Um, <laughs> and when I say the devil, I mean the devil in the flesh, Clive Davis, um, Andre Harrell. Um, this is the early days of Sean Puffy Combs. And I want to just, I just want to paint this picture so we can take a look at the original sacrifice, um, how he amassed this power. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you probably haven't heard this uh, anywhere else, but you're actually looking at the principalities, uh, the spiritual principalities ruling over the air. You know, the Bible talks about Satan, uh, and the demonic forces, prince, the powers of the air. Well, the airwaves, the music, the airwaves, the messaging, the visuals, the imagery. Um, this is the domain of Satan in this spiritual war that we're in. And uh, these are the principalities. Um, you're looking at generations. Um, they stay close together. They feed on one another in a lot of ways, too. Um, so we're going to talk about it. Um, to the left is Clive Davis. Uh, on the right, far right, is Andre Harrell. And then, of course, there's uh, the last generation, which is Diddy. And uh, the principalities being slain. In this generation, it won't have a, a predecessor, okay? Because Diddy's gonna, Diddy's done, okay? Diddy's done. But um, this is where the Satanism comes in, ladies and gentlemen. This is where the parties come from. This is where the masquerade ball parties, and you're there, and the mayor's there, and the governor's there, and the CEO is there, and the Grammy recording artist is there, and the, and you're saying, what the hell? And they're freaking, they're freaking. They're freaking and they're drugging. And it's a lot of dangerous things going on. Um, this is where it all started. Um, and uh, Diddy performed his ritual rites. He performed sexual acts on both of these men. Uh, the conduct that we're hearing about talk about Diddy and he's been abusive and he's controlling and he's he's evil. Well, he learned from the best. Look to the left and the right. Uh, that's where he learned it from. That's where he, those are his teachers. Uh, that's who he's imitating. But he is, of course, uh, on steroids um, because the ego has become so massive. He's been, you might not realize this, but Diddy's been filled with a very powerful luciferic energy of self-worship. He's nuts. He's a psycho. He's a true psycho. Um, so we're going to look at some things, man, RIP Heavy D. As we look at the story of Diddy, we realize that he is um, allegedly behind the death of Heavy D, legendary rapper Heavy D. Um, and uh, so this this chat is going to take us um into this let me just remove these lizards for a moment give the lizards a break right and good morning to everybody i know it's early and some of you guys are going to catch it later and that's fine it's totally fine 
All right. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, oh, man, I'm so excited about this. Um, I got another topic I'm going to talk about in another day or so, but we're going to talk about Diddy. I can't, I can't resist the opportunity to um, celebrate the victory of God uh, exposing these devils. Now, let me just put this up here real quick, just as a I want to talk about the original sacrifice of Diddy. Um, as he kind of entered into this network, you know, as he entered into this club, you know, at the time, you know, Andre Harrell uh, was the biggest thing in the music business. Um, he had acts like Mary J. Blige and Father MC. And Uptown Records was the death row. It was the Rockefeller of that era. And Andre Harrell was the man, okay? Um, the guy to the left there, that's Father MC. He was he was a hit maker. You know, he had his time. I mean, he's been forgotten pretty much. Nobody cares about him now, pretty much. But, you know, at one point in time, you know, his music... Uh, dominated the airwaves again they they maintain control over those airwaves they're pumping sexuality they're pumping violence they're pumping be a bad boy okay so Andre Harrell was the king of the world at that time uh, he was the executive producer of uh, uh, Uptown Records and then Young Puff Daddy the Young Puff Daddy you know um was just a producer, you know, working with uh, Father MC, having an opportunity to work with a uh, rising star, you know, a guy that's on the rise, doing big things. So Sean Puffy Combe finagled his way into the business that way, um, doing some production work there and A&R work and promotions and all the stuff for Andre Harrell. During the off time, you know, when the music is done and the concert is over, uh, Diddy is behind the desk of Andre Harrell on all fours, giving him the greatest neck service so that he can succeed. He wants to succeed so bad that um, he's doing the unthinkable behind closed doors. And he's lost his soul with that. Of course, we talked about his father being murdered at two or three years old and he witnessing that and the effect it had on him. But all right. So the point I want to get to is that father MC um, and I have to put up Diddy, the original sacrifice. Have we forgotten about this? Have it been overlooked? Well, I just want to point it out that at the point of uptown success, there was a big concert. Heavy D was there. I'm going to play a clip from it. Um, well, this is, I don't know if this is the concert that there was the, the actual um, killing, but um, there was a concert that Diddy organized at a basketball event or something like that, and nine people died. Nine people died. Nine deaths at the hands of Puff Daddy. And one of those people who died was the spouse of Father MC. She was killed. Uh, she was trampled. Now let's just talk about this. He was trampled at a overpacked concert 
and it just so happened to be Father MC's, the star of the of the record label spouse, the mother of his child, killed. Pregnant mother of his child, killed, stomped to death. And as I thought about it and I said, man, you know, when I think about the murderous cycle that Diddy has become, could it be that his first sacrifice, the first original killing in the music industry was the death of Father MC's baby mother? Was it required of him? Because then all of a sudden, Father MC's career was over and Puffy became this huge star. And so I looked up Father MC. You know, I looked up and looked him up and I found a just one, like one, it's not too many clips on him on the internet in current time. But I'm thinking he's going to be some guy who hates Diddy and this and that. And he is on the interview singing the praises to Diddy. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, something ain't right about this. Something ain't right about this. And then, of course, we got Heavy D. Now, apparently, there's going to be some information that's going to be surfacing in the next, in the very near future, um, about Diddy, about Heavy D, having Heavy D killed. Um, I haven't heard anything so far about this, but I'm sure there's people who do know the truth. Um I believe because he became so big, I believe this was his original sacrifice and nine people died. I believe they orchestrated that event to go that way. And they probably had somebody kill her. And that was the cover up was that there was a big breakout inside of the event. And when you're dealing with guys who are dealing with the spirit of murder, you know, you're dealing with murderers, you're dealing with um, hitmen, you know, and again, he names his his production company, The Hitman. And if you don't know about The Hitman, The Hitman are producers who made songs that you've been jamming to all your life. You have been dancing to The Hitman. So go figure. Go figure that it's right in your face. It's right in, you know, it's Diddy in The Hitman. And it's ruling the airwaves. Who's ruling the airwaves? The Hitman are ruling the airwaves. And I'm talking about you're talking about Biggie, Total, um, you know, Mary J. I mean, you know, Joe to see all of those record, all those artists who had big records for generation, for decade or so. Um, the Hitman produced them, produced by the Hitman. All right. So, yeah. So, it's just very interesting. Um, I think it's time to uh, ask some very serious questions. Um, you know, you got to be careful with some of this stuff because uh, once you start talking about it, uh, you know, all of a sudden they get you off of YouTube. But, um, and I don't know, some people seem to be able to talk about it. They don't have a problem. But anyway, um, let me just say this, and I'll get to this later, but um, this thing goes very deep and, uh, Diddy's playing with the big boys, you know, and I think the only way he has, was able to be initiated as a principality, um, in the hierarchy of demons, uh, he had to do something very, very horrific and he had to show that he was willing to do it. 
and maybe they needed to get rid of Father MC. Maybe Andre Harrell said, hey, listen, now that you're already on all fours, uh, given the male version of the Gawk Gawk 3000 with the twist, okay, you're in there putting in all that work being a total, uh, um, uh, what you will call, uh, hedonistic uh, heathen, you know, um, a lawless, lascivious, uh, you know, flesh, you know, without any morals or any God, you know, you seem like you're willing to do anything to get ahead since you're on all fours, giving it your best, um, giving it all that you got. Um, well, listen, this Father MC guy, his contract, see, I'm talking now. This is what we call drip, okay? Let me just give, give it to you like this. This Father MC guy, could it be that record, de record deal, backdoor deal, you know, this Father MC, his contract is crazy. He wants another contract. You know, he's trying to go with another label. Did we have an insurance? Uh oh, we have an insurance policy on Father MC. Come on, Grandma, help me out. We have an insurance policy on Father MC. Uh, if we can get rid of him, if we can get some, you know, we can get a big check. Listen. Did Diddy get the job done for Andre Harrell sacrificing this man's uh, girlfriend, baby mother at the time? Let's let's look at this real quick. Um, let me play this for you. I want you to watch the clip, take a trip back in time, and remember, you know, these were the superstars. This Heavy D, this is Joe to see these are the Jay-Z's of, of today and, the, the, you know, the little babies and all of the people who are, you know, the stars of, of today and right now, um, you know, back then, these were the top top record labels, hip-hop hip hop and R&B. You know, it was there was nobody over them. They were leading the way. Fashion, the whole the whole thing. This is Uptown Records. Big shout to the CEO himself, Andre Harrell. But with no further delay, I'm about to bring on the unique freak himself. So far, rock away. One, two, three. Take it now, please.
you find yourself talking to you something that you do, yes you do. Don't you want to come with me, So what you have here is this is the collegiate level of some of the biggest stars. A lot of these guys turned out to become some of the biggest, biggest stars, legends. Um, and this was like their collegiate level, you know. So this is a fraternal kind of environment. Uh, you have to understand, you know, when you have a network of people who kind of come up together in the music business from intern to producer to executive producer to you know a real power broker in the music business um you know it's, it gets very interesting when people start fighting for 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 masters and publishing and you know um they start to understand the value of the art and in the, in the content and it becomes very dangerous and so friends become enemies um and essentially that's what you have and of course you have the very demonic element to it where you got, you know, people that are sworn to Lucifer and we can get to the fact that, you know, anybody that's coming up underneath the universal umbrella, you know, is being financed through the devil himself, whether you realize it or you don't realize it, shout out to everybody that's gone independent, um, you know, distributing yourself keeping your souls, keeping your, your cheeks together, actually closed unless you're doing something in the bathroom. Other than that, the cheeks will remain closed. Um, sorry, Satan. Uh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, so this is the collegiate level. Uh, Heavy D turned out to be one of the biggest executives in the music, but a lot of people don't know that. You've seen him in Biggie Small's breakout video, you know, um, Biggie, give me one more chance. And that's, you know, Heavy D's there at the bar because he was a part of Uptown. These guys came up in the music business together. So they were friends. It was fraternal. Um, but then they become competitors, right? And then you also become a tool because powerful people love people who can influence the crowd and the youth and the, the youth love them. So that's why church, Christian and godly people, not just church and Christian, but also righteous and just good people. Um, don't let the devil beat you in doing the right thing, okay? That's all I'm going to just say that because that's part of the problem. But anyway, you know, um, the devil in, puts a lot into these people and then he uses them, you know, for the wrong reasons. And that's just my point. But um, uh, Heavy D became a target for Diddy in his path of, power and, and everything. So I believe Father MC was the original sacrifice. Um, of course, Diddy, I mean, uh, Tupac and Biggie. Um, and then he just killed a bunch of people just trying to keep uh, people from telling the truth. Uh, Erica Kennedy, we just found out. Um, a powerful sister. You got to see that that little clip I did about Erica Kennedy. And um, she, she, she was spot on. 
you know, she, she understood what was really going on. And, um, okay. So, so Diddy's a psycho. Okay. So this was the, this was the bad boy area. I'm gonna just take this down for now. Um, but this was the uptown era, uptown era of the music business. Um, let me put this back up here for you. And so we're one step closer from the story coming out, you know, um, you know, the story is coming out. Um, so get ready. I know you've got somewhat of a, you know, if you've been following me um, for any period of time, um, you know, you've got somewhat of a warning, um, some type of preparation for this, but you know, you know, a lot of people acting so surprised, you know, and I, I want to get into it on this video, but I'm not going to get all the way into it on this video, but I'm going to, on another video, I want to focus and talk about one of the reasons why Diddy came out so hard against Trump. And so did T.I. and so did Snoop Dogg. And all of these guys have this demonic covenant going on. And all of these guys are tied to some very, very horrific crimes against people and women in particular and minors. Um, the things that they've done, the occult rituals that they've been a part of, these parties, you know, and everybody's talking about Diddy. But let me tell you something. Everybody's talking about Diddy. But let me tell you something. There was a lot of people who went to those parties. Now. We know in the political world, the same type of thing is going on, right? Let me just show my face. Fuck you, Satan. So we know in the political world, the same type of thing goes on, but it goes on on an island, right? Right. So, but Diddy is like the island in America, okay? So it's the same deal, right? And it's the same people. We're going to find that out, too. We're gonna find that out too. And let's just talk about this real quick. Go off the cuff a little bit, right? Let's talk about this. While all of this stuff is happening, who's coming to his defense? The mayor of New York? Giving Diddy the key to the city? What has he done to earn the key to the damn city of New York? The key to New York or whatever. So, you, so these principalities are, are exposing themselves now. And uh, that's because the mayor of New York was at the party. I don't know if my grandma just showed up and just said, he was at the party. <laughs> he was at the party. He was at the party. Give, him, give me a key. Okay. And that's how these principalities operate. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So at some point in time, he was introduced to um, that Bohemian Grove crowd, okay? And, you know, why be political now? Like, what the hell is shaking your ass all up and down the damn video and rapping about bullshit all day? Now, all of a sudden, you concerned about voting? Huh? And so he became, you know... Uh, PR for the Obama wave and, you know, for the, 
you know, for all of everything that's blasphemous. Let's just say that, you know, especially for the sexual loose, we want to call it <laughs> the sexual loose brothers, you know, the loose, everybody want to be loose. You know, they don't like God's idea. God said, hey, this is what that thing is between your legs for. And that's what you're supposed to do. And they, no, I don't like that. I want to do something different. I don't like your plan. And I want to go somewhere else and do something different. So these guys are part of helping people to believe that that's okay. Okay. But anyway, I don't know why I said that. But anyway, uh, so all of a sudden you start to see this political agenda jumping up. You know, and I'm, you know, I always find it interesting when entertainers get political because it's like, well, what are you getting political for? You know, you're getting political for what? For, you know, pro life, pro Christian, you know, um, you know, pro-America, or are you getting political against America? Because you ain't fighting for black people. This is one of the great deceptions and black people are going to have to wake up and accept it that your prophets are false prophets. And T.D. Jakes too. And I'm telling you something, and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to show my face now. God, I'm not going to even lie. He has some great sermons. <laughs> Yeah, some great service that just really hits you right in the right spot, right? And you know, you say to yourself, man, that was a good word. You know, you'll never give up. God's going to show up right when you need me. Just listen. Oh, praise God. This man, you know, I don't get this dude, man. You know, and there's something about T.D. Jakes, man. You know, and I don't want to sit here and try to rip him because I can't confirm any of this. But I'm going to tell you that one picture of him with Diddy at that party, looking all sweet, looking all perky. I'm like, brother, why you got that little Atlanta face? Why you got that little perkiness in your face? You're supposed to be a bishop. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you looking all like, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and then you're doing your little secret society signs and your symbols in the video. So you mean to tell me, and I'm going to be honest with you. Can I be honest with you? Shout out to the very holy self-righteous people who never sin, because I want to be like you one day. Never, ever, hopefully. But we know you never sinned, ever. But I would rather have a pastor sit down, you know, smoke a cigar, have a beer, talk to me and say, yo, I'm a man of God, I love God, I'm having a beer. I wouldn't crucify you. Maybe another reverend would. I know when right now he would he would condemn you to hell eternally. But I would. Because to me, I would say that's just being, you're just being yourself. We really kids. You're not harming anybody. I don't see you harming anybody. Oh, you're destroying your body. You're destroying your body with the damn Twinkie. Okay? So, shut up. Anyway, I don't know why I'm saying that. But the point is, is that, you know, um, there's a line, you know, and I believe God gives us grace to stumble about life, trying to figure it out without saying, oh, zap, he made one mistake. No, he gives you a little space because he know you're learning. He know that you're learning in life, you know, but then there's a line. That's the line that Diddy crossed. That's the line that they cross. That's the line that T.D. Jakes cross. You crossing the line. What are you doing at a Diddy party? Diddy want them cheeks. So he can have power over you. So you let Diddy, I'm going to say all this stuff right now in this video. 
You let Diddy clap your cheeks, T.D. Jake. Did you let, did you let, what did you let Diddy do to you? <laughs> I gotta ask, what did he do to you? Oh, please subscribe to the channel. I gotta say that. I realize that if you don't say, please subscribe to the channel and hit the like button, blah, 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 then people won't do it. You gotta say it. Um. So please subscribe to the channel and hit the like, the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button. Um. Did Diddy clap T.D. Jake's cheeks? You was at the party. And here's the interesting thing about that. There's a report out there. There's a story about when uh, uh, Christopher Williams was at Uptown Records. He walked up, walked, somebody walked in on him. I believe it was Jaguar Wright, who's been exposing all this. And shout out to Jaguar Wright. Jaguar Wright, you was right. Huh? Give her a flowers. How about a book deal? How about a TV show? Go on and do something for these people, for God's sakes. Anyway, he tried to kill her not too long ago. Anyway, she talked about, um, she talked about um, somebody walking in on Christopher Williams, walking in on Diddy in his office. He had his office doors open back in the early days. And he had Christopher Williams, a freaking, I think he was a gold-selling artist at the time, a big star, had him down on all, on all fours, giving him oral, a grown man, another man, right? So when they, when they confronted him, this is the statement that Diddy said. It was something about, it was something about this is to show that that I'm the one, the most powerful, that they bowing before me. So a lot of people, when they, when they don't understand the mind of this psycho, they thinking, oh, he's just like, you know, he's just like, you know, sweet or he's fruity or he's feminine. Nah, it's that, but it's not just that. He has a luciferic spirit, a luciferic energy to be exalted, to be the most powerful, the more everybody has to bow under him, and that's what he wants. Okay. Um, so, and then he exercises power over you once he claps your cheeks. These satanic lizards. So when I'm thinking about TD Jakes, I'm saying to myself, okay, you're at the Diddy party. You're looking like Dwight Howard. You have the perky, zesty Atlanta face looking all tooty. And I'm like, why are you tooting, dude? Like, why are you like, why you got that toot, tooty look? You're, you're supposed to be a bishop. You're supposed to be a bishop. You're supposed to bring conviction and, and humility when people see you for what you stand for. Why are you looking like you're ready to turn around? And what are you going to do, brother? What T.D. Jakes. And I'm, I'm looking at the picture and I'm seeing them doing the little symbols and I'm saying, but you get on the pulpit and you preach and I'm like, what are you doing? Anyway, so when all of this stuff started collapsing, all of a sudden Diddy goes out there and he puts himself out there and he starts talking about T.D. Jakes. And I realized he was just using T.D. Jakes for some type of, you know, for his image. Yeah, so, you know, Bishop Jakes, you know, his word just did something for me, man. And now the love is, you know, yeah, T.D. Jakes and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
What a game you're playing with the devil. Even over the Lord house, you want to exalt yourself. And just because the shepherd of the Lord's house is still the Lord's house, the Lord will remove that shepherd and then put another shepherd. But just to be able to feel like as a devil worshiper, you got control over the bishop over the Lord's house. I, went, I took it a little far, I know, but understand what I'm saying is the truth. You do notice that I'm a little early sometimes. Have you noticed that? But anyway, uh, so this murderous spirit with him is, is deep. Um, let me just see here. Now, in regards to heavy D, in regards to Heavy D, information that's surfacing about Diddy's involvement with the murder of Heavy D is just really heartbreaking. You know, it's really heartbreaking. Um, and, you know, these are guys who are, you know, it's really just, you know, particularly like when you look at a guy like Heavy D, you know, he's a real artist. He's one of the first artists turned producer, you know, in the game legendary you know what i'm saying um and that's when hip-hop was fun you know it wasn't about sex it wasn't about violence you know that's the guy who said i got nothing but love for you <laughs> you know um you know so the the death of heavy d is is heartbreaking you know diddy is going to be one of the most hated i gotta say it and most despised men ever to walk the face of the earth this is a fallen principality now, there's so many things running through my mind. I got to slow it down. Um, but let me say this, though, to just be uh, truthful. To be honest with you. People that this happens to. Either the ambition gets out of control, the greed gets out of control, and um, they turn a blind eye. There's so many things before they actually start trying to stand on some type of business and saying, no, I don't want nothing to do with this. You know, that's why I question people who, you know, just suspect stuff you do because I'm like, man, you're doing all that just to get be successful, bro. I thought you was a gangster. How you gonna say all this and be doing all this? You supposed to be, yeah, I don't understand, you know. And then when you end up in a situation in the twist, because you keep, and I'm gonna say this, you ain't gotta like me, homie. And you know who I'm talking to, because I know you always watch my stuff and you know, like to use my shit. But anyway, it's all good, man. People been stealing from me for so long. I realize that you owe me. So when God says it's time for payback, I'm coming to collect. All you people using my ideas, using my stuff, using my stuff, I'm going to come and collect from all of you one at a time, knocking on your front door. Okay, I'm not going to forget you, what you owe me. But, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, you know, um, if you, if you move for money, 
I'm gonna say it because everybody, you know, is so 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 boastful about, oh, you know, I'm getting money. I'm doing this for the money. I'm doing this. I don't care. I'm doing this for the money. I know one guy in particular. He's he boldly proclaims he just does it all for the money. All right, devil will pay you a fat check. Let me tell you one of the ways you get your ass lined up. Let's just take it to the streets real quick for for Mr. Super Gangster. Let's take it to the streets real quick. They want to get one of these rappers that call themselves a gangster and y'all the most toughest dude ever. And he's he's unstoppable and he's getting money and he think his money going to protect him. And he can talk all how he want to talk. They be like, all right, call a promoter, book him a show in our town. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna do a show. <laughs> come on and do the show. <laughs> come on and get your come on get your back in. That's what that's what the rappers call it, y'all. The rappers and all of the people that's doing the bookings and all that. Yeah, they, you know, I want my back in. You know, they you pay 50% up front. So if they charge five thousand for a walkthrough or a feature or whatever, you pay them twenty five hundred and then when they finish or then when they arrive when they show to do the show, you pay them the other the balance of whatever the contract agreement you have. And um, so they call it the back end, you know, and uh, so many dudes and got lined up like that. They got robbed in this city then got robbed over here and got, you know, and all kind of things. Some people have lost their life, you know, so and that happens because you chase some money. You chase some money, you know, what I'm saying the right company want to get at you, man, shit, man, create an LLC. Sign, give him a deal. He want money so bad. Give him a million dollars. We got a hundred billions in zip. Give him a million dollars. Get this freaking slave him a million dollars and then take him somewhere and do him filthy. You know what I'm saying? So beware. Beware. And I say that to all respectfully to all of the sisters that's ended up with a lot of these guys. Beware. What's wrong with the guy that's the mechanic? What's wrong with the guy that works, you know, you know, doing electrical or whatever? He's got a good job. He's got an income. Why why you got to be Puff Daddy? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It, it took 15 years for you to realize this man is a nut, you know? But in reality, it's the life. It's the, you know, it's all of the benefits. And you turn your blind eye to it, you know? And then when you finally come to your senses and say that this ain't worth it, it shouldn't have been worth it for one time. I'm going to just leave that right there. Let's start there. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get into this a little bit more. Some of these things I want to unpack a little bit more. I want to really just I mean, it's it's going crazy right now. I told you this was going to happen. I knew it, you know, and it's going to get worse because the thing is, is that you know, and, and ultimately what's going to happen is you're going to have um, almost like some type of a class action type of thing where, you know, it's 10, 20, 30, just like how they did Bill Cosby. It was all these people, you know, coming out. It's what you're going to have with Diddy. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, <laughs> you know, um, and they, they might be just preparing themselves right now for how they're going to handle the public, the security and all the other elements to it. You know what I'm saying? Because he's really on his heels right now. Um, his protection, his value is gone because his value was in his kind of like his net value, the value of his net work. You know, the fact that he can go on TV and act like a goddamn fool and, 
you know, he'll dance and wiggle and he'll do anything. And so the corporation says, okay, we got a dumb nigga that's going to run around and act like a goddamn fool. And yeah, we'll throw him a couple of pennies and, you know, just crazy. You know, he'll, he'll do anything. He'll, he'll kill people. He'll just do, do whatever you want him to do. He's just a little, oh my goodness. Um, and uh, so Macy's, you know, cut him off. You know, um, Revolt TV removed him as the CEO. They say it's temporary. I, I say it's I say it's a little bit deeper than that. Um, you know, I don't think people even realize. The, it, you know, I'm gonna tell you the people who went to that party. It ain't no different than the island. You know, everybody want to know what happened with the. You know, who was at the island? Who went to the island? Who's on the list? Who went to the island? Okay, well, all those people got a problem. All those people that was at them Diddy parties. It ain't just Diddy. It ain't just Diddy, dude. And there's so many, like, people who know this already know that it's just, it's so many people that's been fighting. So he's in for an avalanche, and there's there's no coming back from this. There's no coming back from this. But RIP Heavy D, um, you know, that was a very shocking thing to find out. It made me realize he's been killing for a long time. And he embraces the title of a hitman. He's a, you know, you know, so he pays for hits. That's what he does. And he gets guys erased. He's been doing it for a long time. Um, but I would love to hear more on the Father MC story. I haven't heard nobody really address it, so I thought I'd address that. And Heavy D in the Uptown Days, the original sacrifice. The original sacrifice. The original sacrifice, Sean Puffy Combs, his initiation into the, the high realms of the principalities to be a ruler over the air for a whole generation. He ruled for he ruled the airwaves for a whole generation. Between Clive Davis, if you look at them all as being connected, as if they're passing the baton one to another, from Clive Davis to Andre Harrell. To Puff Daddy, that may be 50 years. That's a principality. You learn something new, you know.